the great Michael Savage, the great Michael Savage. If you guys don't know who he is, encourage you guys go look him up. Michael Savage coined the phrase, to my knowledge, that liberalism is a mental disorder. Let me see if I can pull up Michael Savage for you guys. C H E L Savage. <clears throat> I'm gonna prove to you how much of a. I'll show you how deranged these people are. All right, so this is Michael Savage. He was a radio talk host, far right radio host. I think he's like banned in Britain. Um, I used to listen to him some years ago. But um, uh, he actually came up with that term. Liberalism is a mental disorder. So y'all go check him out, support him. I used to listen to him some years ago. Granted, he was a little, a little extreme with his, his uh, conservatism. I'm not far, far, far right. You know, sounds kind of stuck in the middle, leaning right. You know, but that's that's who I got this from. Liberalism is a mental disorder. I'm gonna show it to y'all. So there's this dude I follow on Twitter called Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. He used to do some work with Fifty Cent back in the day. Uh, not as an artist, but like a promoter or something. And then he went viral a couple years ago when he walked into a Starbucks and um asked for his uh free cup of coffee because of racism. And this was after the two dudes got asked I got I got escorted from Starbucks for quote unquote being black. So Hotel Jesus went to a Starbucks, I want to say like a day or so later, and was like, hey, I should be able to get a free cup of coffee because I'm because I'm black. Or something like that. And I think they gave him a free cup of coffee. And Hotel Jesus went viral because of that. So he's a he's a you know rather funny dude. So he put this tweet up. If you are pro lockdown, please type your reasons below so I can block you. All right. What up, black introvert? So let's let's go through some of these reasons, right? Now, this one I agree with. It says because it keeps the idiots off the roads so I can go about my life without traffic. I actually agree with that one right there. Then we get down to Kryptonaut. Kryptonaut says, my hospital is overrun, and we have no more room for patients. Nurses doing 24-hour shifts, and doctors have been given guidelines on how to ration care. We are at that point now. But please, by all means, live in your world. You know, the issue I take with this tweet is this. You signed up to be a nurse, Kryptonaut. That's what you signed up to do. You signed up to be a nurse. So I'm not interested in hearing you're crying and complaining about your hospital being overrun with patients. You went to school to be a nurse. So that's what you got to deal with. People living their lives. And if they catch the they catch the beer flu and then they got to come to your hospital and you got to sit there and be working 24 hour shifts. That's what you chose to do as a profession. You know, isn't that what we say to other people? You know, when cops be out there complaining or military people be out there complaining. First thing we like to say is you chose that profession. Well, Kryptonite, you chose that profession. So I'm not interested in hearing you cry. Maybe we got this person, Azriel. 
says, I'll rewrite your tweet. If you have a different opinion about the lockdown, tell me so I can block your opinion. It doesn't matter, but mine does. You're sounding real communist right now. No, he's sounding like a, he's sounding like a liberal. That's what y'all do. Listen to this person. This person says I'm pro lockdown because my financial comfort isn't more important than another person's life. <laughs> this person says their financial comfort is not more important than another person's life. Listen, if you can't go out there and earn money to feed yourself, keep shelter over your head, how is that more important than somebody else's life? How? Like, listen, listen to these people, man. My financial comfort is, is not more important than another person's life. Now, how much you want to bet before the beer flu came to town, how much you want to bet this person probably passed about 20 homeless people a day, didn't even give them a dollar, probably ran the opposite way when a homeless person came up to him asking for some money. How much you want to bet? This is what this person does or has done or still does. How much you want to bet? But now all of a sudden they're worried about another person's life not trumping their financial comfort. Get out of here. Get all the way out. of it. Let you mess around and not get paid because the company you works for goes out of business and these stimulus checks ain't coming. And now you got to figure out how you're going to pay your bills if you don't have some type of savings saved up. I bet you your financial comfort is going to be moved to the top of the list, buddy. Move to the top of the list. He'll probably go out there and open up an OnlyFans account if this is a dude or a chick. I don't know what this is. But they got a picture. They got Emmett Till as their profile pic. This might actually be a black person saying this crazy crap. Oh, Jesus. It says Canada here. Lockdowns work. Just look outside your borders. I know that's tough for you Americans. In my province, we are panicking with 28 active cases. Ooh, 28. Ooh, wow. Bet your state can't say the same. I'll wait for my block now. You got 28 cases and y'all freaking out in your province. A province of Canada is like a, what is it, like a state in Canada or something? I think that's what a province is. Look at this. Somebody just said it in the chat, a 98% survival rate, y'all. We got to always keep this in its proper context. Not, a 98% survival rate, y'all. This joker say he got 28 active cases and, and, and he's applauding a lockdown off of 28 active cases. Out of those 28 active cases, 98% of them are going to make it. This is crazy. 250,000 American lives. We've already done the math. Nobody likes to tell the whole story with this. That's 250,000 American lives out of 12 million people. When you do the math, it comes out to 2%. 250,000 out of 12 million. How come everybody likes to leave that number off? I bet you, I bet you if the number was 12 million people who lost their lives or a million, they, they would be like, oh, we lost. They, 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 they would be quick to let you let you know it was in the millions. But they want to leave that number off. 250,000 out of 12 million. That comes out to be. 2%, y'all, 
Oh, look at this one. I'm a pasty liberal nurse. I I just saved America by voting out literally Hitler. If you think I'm not going to continue to save lives from this pandemic and wrap up my superhero year, you're tripping. All right. I don't even understand this comparison to Adolf Hitler in regards to Trump. I don't understand it. In four years, has anybody been thrown into any type of internment camp, concentration camp in four years? Y'all know anybody who was thrown into a camp? Do y'all know anybody who was marched to an oven? Do y'all know of anybody who had some type of some type of number tattooed on their arm, identification number? Anybody was made to walk around wearing the Star of David on their on their shoulder on, on their arm? As a, as a identification of you being a part of the small hat community, has any of this happened? All right, that didn't happen. Okay, in the four years that Trump has been president, has he invaded any countries around the world, trying to take over Canada, Mexico, you know, all of the neighboring countries? Like like Hitler was trying to take over all of Europe. Did did any of that happen in four years? Huh? Like like. How is this even a valid comparison? Have, matter of fact, all right, let's dial it down a little. Since everybody likes to say he inspired racists and white supremacists. Any black person listening to the sound of my voice, either now or in the future, when's the last time you came across a white supremacist, y'all? <laughs> that, that act that just came up to your face and told you they're white supremacists and started calling you all kind of names. When the last time that happened, y'all? Somebody be honest with me. When the last time that happened? When the last time a white person came up to you in real life and called you the N-word, somebody spit on you, beat up you, you know, threw bricks through your windows, put a put a burning cross in your yard. You know, like when is when is this where where does this stuff happen at, y'all? But the police. All right, fine. Let's dial it back to the police. Since y'all believe that they are the uh the strong arm of white supremacy. Out of all the black folks listening to me or anybody in general. But, you know, we're just we're just restricted to black people. When the last time that um, when the last time a cop came up to y'all and just just brutalized y'all, when the last time a cop pulled a gun out on you for for a, a simple traffic stop, when the last time that happened, I bet you it don't happen. So I, I don't even understand this comparison, y'all. And I like this comment here. Literally, not not this comment. Where was it? Oh, this one. Americans say literally and like as filler words. They don't care about the actual definition. Yeah. Because when you say he was literally Hitler, that, that means you're talking about the actual Adolf Hitler. So I don't even know why this was, why was this word even used? <laughs> but regardless of that, we're not going to nitpick their, these, their, their grammar. I don't want to turn into a grammar Nazi over here. But I failed to see the comparison. Four years of this man being in office, how many of y'all have been forced to concentration camps? How many of y'all, I mean, like, what are we talking about here? How is this even a valid comparison that people allow to just run wild and crazy? Adolf Hitler literally killed millions of small hats. Who has, who has Trump killed? Uh, uh, 250,000 Americans. No, that ain't Trump's fault. That's China's fault. But Trump, he, he, he could have did something about the pandemic. He, he did. It was going to happen regardless of who was in office. You can't put up a dog on border to block an airborne flu. 
This is not going to happen. We live in a world where we where we travel to countries all the time by plane and ship. This was bound to happen. And it happened. But regardless of it happening, regardless of it happening. Numbers don't lie, B. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers don't lie. Numbers say you still have a 98 percent chance of surviving. No matter how you slice and dice it. The overall stats, regardless if you go by city, state, country, or globally, it still comes out to be about a 2% chance of you going to the upper room and a 98% chance of you surviving. Like, the numbers just don't lie. We've done that. I've shown y'all. We did the math on, on my channel quite a few times now. But this is what liberalism gets you. It's a mental disorder, y'all, these people. A mental... Look at this. I'm pro lockdown because there will be less shootings and crime. And maybe if take away opportunities for criminals to be criminals, they will turn good. And when lockdowns in crime, lockdowns in crime problems, listen to this nutcase. This person believes that you enforcing a, a, a lockdown is going to slow criminal activity down. I would think that it's probably going to speed criminal activity up. It's probably going to speed it up and bring it about even more from other people who from other people who um, probably weren't uh, thinking about living the criminal lifestyle, meaning you mess around and lose your job. And now you're out there struggling to find a job because the economy is closed down. You got miles to feed and bills to feed. Well, you're more than likely going to probably turn to criminal activity because you got to do what you got to do. Like this is this is just how insane these people are, y'all. These are all liberals who are in favor of a lockdown. This person literally believes a lockdown is going to reduce criminal activity and crime. These are the people who are out there casting votes, y'all. These people are insane. Literally insane. They need to do mental evaluations on people before you can take a test. I mean, not, not well, a test, but before you can go vote. This is insane. I mean, what 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 fantasy land is this person, David Q, living in? A lockdown is going to lessen crime. No, you lock the economy down, and and money stops moving. And when I say money stops moving, that means you. Your paycheck probably ain't coming in. Dude, you're, you're more likely to resort to crime because the bills don't stop. Your hunger doesn't stop during a lockdown. You still got to eat. You still got to pay your bills, whatever bills you've racked up. These people are insane. The people who are saying one dude was a fascist dictator are the same people who are begging for fascism and dictator rule. Super facts. At least this person gets it. Like you are literally. <laughs> you are literally trying to say Trump was a fascist dictator. But Trump was all about he wasn't in favor of locking the economy down. He was in favor of letting you go out there, live your life, make your money, because Trump has said it a thousand times. The cure cannot be worse than the problem. Like, you know the risk. 
Everybody knows the risks. Everybody knows you shouldn't have to have a grown man or the government tell you to wear a mask in the middle of a pandemic. We all know you got to mask up. If you don't want to wear a mask, that's on you. But you shouldn't have to have anybody enforce you to do it. This is America. The whole point of this country is, is that we don't, we don't, we're not, we don't get down like that. When you, <laughs> you should have the right to go out there and live your life and earn money. But now you are just voted in people because Trump, he officially, in case you guys didn't get the news, the election is officially over. Trump has officially began the transition of power to Biden. Like uh, it came out on the news about an hour ago. So it's a done data. You know what I'm saying? So you can tell angry man to stop crying because it's over me. <laughs> just, just accept the facts like I accepted it. But you literally have voted in to, to office people who are actually trying to become uh, uh, some, some sort of quasi-fascist dictators by mandating that you can't go outside and earn a living. And then they're going to bring in all this other crap mandatory vaccines and all this other crap. Nah, nah, Marcelo. Trump actually put a statement out on Twitter. Let me see if I can pull it up. Trump has basically conceded. I mean, it's, like I say, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much a done data. Here it is right here. He says, I want to thank Emily Murphy at GSA for her steadfast dedication and loyalty to our country. She's been harassed and threatened and abused, and I do not want to see this happen to her, her family, or employees of GSA. Our case strongly continues. We will keep up the good fight, and I believe we will prevail. Nevertheless, in the best interest of our country, I'm recommending that Emily and her team do what needs to be done with regard to initial protocols and have told my team to do the same. So basically, there, there, he, that's that's officially him saying that he's about to switch it over. So it's 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 a it's it's a wrap. It's over. You can say everybody out there still hanging on. Tell Angry Man, he, hey, bruh. <laughs> tell him to stop sitting in his car crying. It's over, B. Uh, this is a great question. Listen, listen to this. How come we never heard about this? Are the homeless also asked to lock down? What is the infection and death rates among this group? You know, I asked this question some weeks ago. I asked this question some weeks ago, y'all. You would think that the homeless population is probably one of the most vulnerable populations. The outside in the elements, living on the streets, in shelters. You would think that you would just walk outside and see them just 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 falling all over the streets, B. I ain't seen or heard no stories about homeless people just falling over from this crap. Like, why is that? Or what would homeless got the best masks? They got the they got access to all the hand sanitizers. Like, what are we talking about here? I ain't seen no stories like reporting on how the homeless are doing during this thing. Because we all know that they're not living in the best conditions. So, I mean, this is like a legit question here. 
this person at the bottom, this person says, I would think they're immune to it. They lived on the streets for a long time. They've been through so many illnesses already. That's why low numbers amongst them. I, this dude has got to be making a joke. <laughs> he has to be making a joke. But regardless, this doesn't even make sense. If we're so paranoid, how come the homeless, like you would think elderly people, people with these pre-existing conditions, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that means and homeless, you would think that that would be a top priority to make sure that these people are spared and safe. You don't hear nobody talking about the homeless people. You don't hear anybody talking about it. There should be homeless people all over the place, B. There it is. Wife in Lewis. He just answered the question. He said, uh, homeless. <coughs> he said, homeless don't pay taxes, so they don't care. There you go. There you go. There, there it is. This only affects us taxpayers. <laughs> this, this, this beer flu. The Chinese gave the beer flu access to all of our bank accounts to see which one of us had actual jobs and paid taxes. So that, that's how this works, huh? La, 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 la. But see. These people are crazy, man. I mean, you, you just got some weird weirdos out there. Uh, trying to get to the good stuff. All right, I think the rest of these people are just being sarcastic now. All right. I think the rest of these are just being sarcastic. This person, this person says, I have AIDS and I'm not even pro lockdown. <laughs> says, I would rather work from home and isolate by myself. Or the rest of the economy stays open and healthy people build up immunity through antibodies. Lockdowns prevent the possibility of herd immunity, which is how H1N1 plus the vaccine went to zero. Good. Shout out to this person with the, with the, with the, the, the HIV, the AIDS. I don't understand this this lockdown crap. You cannot hide from this thing, y'all. Okay, listen. Come January, what day does uh, Biden take over? Like January 19th, 20, 21st, around those three days. One of those days, right? Soon as Biden and Kamala take over, let's just say they, we go on lockdown all the way till, till April 1st. The whole, uh, you know, right before spring kicks off, right before Easter kicks off. What do they think is going to happen? As soon as they open the doors on April 1st, like we all just get to come back outside and, and, and what? The numbers, the, the virus just going to go away? You know what's going to happen? As soon as they open the doors back up, you're going to have more spikes. Stuff is going to spike. People are going to be like, oh, my goodness. We had 2,000 cases in one day. Oh, my goodness. It's because you cannot keep hiding from this thing in your house. You're going to have to get this herd immunity. Herd immunity is pretty much saying that, in case you don't know what it is, 
it pretty much means that you're going to have to get exposed to it. If you hear my kids screaming, it's that time of the day, y'all. But you're going to have to get exposed to it. And here's the reality. Here's the reality. Most of y'all have probably already been exposed to it. But it just probably went through your system. Most of us, I thought, I think I may have been exposed to it some months ago. Because I remember one day, it was it was around, I want to say it was like May or June. Just out of nowhere, I had migraines. And I felt like complete crap where I, I for the whole weekend or whatever, it was like two days in a row. I was just like laying around, shaking, freezing cold, sipping on nothing but water and Gatorade for like two straight days. It just came out of nowhere. Like I was feeling fine. And then next thing you know, I was in the bed with the chills for two straight days, sipping nothing but water and Gatorade and sleeping. And hiding up under the blankets the entire time. After them two days went by, I was back to my normal self. So I don't know if I was exposed to it. I never went and got tested, but I don't normally get sick. You know what I'm saying? And this ain't, I don't, I don't have seasonal allergies or nothing like that that's severe like that, you know, outside of me sneezing because a bunch of pollen or something's in the air. But other than that, that type of that type of stuff just doesn't happen to me. It's never really happened to me before like that. So I'm wondering, did I get exposed? I don't know. I never got tested. <laughs> and the reason I'm not going to go get tested is because, you know, it kind of is what it is. Because I hear there's so many stories of people who get tested twice in one day. And people are coming back positive and negative in the same day. Like, how is that possible? You know what I'm saying? So they already have the vaccine. Oh, there you go. Mandatory vaccines. Now, what's going to happen with the vaccines, right? What, what if somebody gets the vaccine and has an allergic reaction to the vaccine and people just start falling over, getting ill and sick? We're going to blame that on Trump or Biden. <laughs> then what they're going to do, cancel the vaccine and tell us to go back in the house. You know what I mean, because you know what a vaccine is, right? Y'all know what that is. They're injecting you with a, 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 a live strand of the virus. That's all the vaccine is. Vaccines are just, quote unquote, weakened strands of the virus. That's all it is. When you get the flu, they are giving you a weakened strand of flu. That's why you experience flu-like symptoms, most of y'all, after you get a flu shot. Because you literally have the flu put into you. You go get a vaccine for the chicken pox. They're giving you the chicken pox, whatever the, the doggone name of the virus is. That's how it works, in case you guys didn't know. That's why they're asking people who already had it to try to, you know, get their antibodies because they're using their antibodies to make vaccines out of it by giving you what they believe to be a weakened strand of the beer flu. So maybe that'll increase herd immunity. Who knows? But I tell you what, I better not see any liberals crying and complaining. Y'all better be the first ones down there to get them shots. All liberals who voted for Kamala, y'all need to be the first ones down there to get them shots. I'm hungry now. So 
you know, there like I say, I didn't, I'm not going to go through all this. I don't, there's probably hundreds of these, but I really just want to show those first couple ones about where is it at? This 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 so-called nurse complaining. You can't complain, nurse. You signed up to become a nurse. How dare you sit here and complain about doing your job? You signed up for this crap. You don't get to complain, nurse. Like, how are you going to be a nurse and complain about the hospitals being overrun? That's your job. You went to school for that. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't understand how you get the right to complain about something you chose as a profession. Well, guess what? That's what you're supposed to do. If you got to go in there and pull them 24-hour shifts, then you need to suck it up and drive on, chick. I don't want to hear you whining and crying about it. You chose to be a nurse. Just like I chose to be in the military. When they sent me overseas to uh, Afghanistan, I ain't have a right to cry and complain. I voluntarily went down there and signed up to join the U.S. Army, knowing that this was a possibility I can go to Afghanistan. And guess what they sent me? So, and if, and if I had got shot or something else, I really couldn't complain because, you know, that was part of the job. Fortunately, nothing happened to me. And then this, this clown right here, I'm pro lockdown because my financial comfort isn't more important than another person's life. This is all this. There's like a word for this. What do you call this crap? It's like a phrase people use for this. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's one of those those stupid social justice warrior terms. But uh, why your financial comfort is not as important as another person's life. All right, if you're on the verge of becoming homeless and hungry, I don't want to hear this crap. Matter of fact, uh, sitter combo. Yeah, I think it's like some virtue signaling crap. That's what it is. That was the term I was looking for. This is like, yeah, thanks, Brandon White. Virtue signaling. That was what I was looking for. This is like, listen, if this person loses their job because of this lockdown and the economy just goes into, we going back into another full-blown recession, I don't want to see no GoFundMe's from this person popping up. If I see this person on the street, I ain't tossing this person a dollar. I'm going to look at this person and be like, hey, man, your life is valuable. <laughs> I, you, remember, you said your life is valuable. So, hey, you know, I don't want to hand you this, this dirty money because, you know, dollar bills are, are some of the dirtiest pieces of paper out there. That's why you should never put money in your mouth, y'all, because people literally, you, you know how many germs is on a damn piece of money or a coin like like. Jesus Christ. Always wash your hands after dealing with cash or coins, man. Just think about all them strippers that be. Anyways, so but this is the type of nutcases we have going on out here. This person is willing to sacrifice their shelter and hunger just so that somebody else can live. I bet you that other person that they believe their life is more important is out there trying to figure out how to earn some money so they can pay them medical bills. And then we got the, this this person right here comparing Trump to Hitler. Liberalism is a mental disorder, man. These people are just genuinely sick and deranged people. Look, we all go through a phase of being a liberal or having liberal beliefs. 
you know, especially the younger you are, the more liberal you are. Like when I was in my teenage years or early 20s, I was more liberal, even though I wasn't running around here. Yeah, I'm a liberal. It was just like the way my lifestyle was leading. I was, you know, I was, you know, I was just doing a bunch of, you know, reckless stuff to a certain extent that, you know, young people are supposed to do. You know what I mean? I was, I was, you know, I was fairly more liberal. But the thing about me was I was never a full-blown dummy liberal meaning i may have lived certain i may have done some liberal things here and there but i never let it take over my mentality to to uh remove all common sense meaning i knew where my boundaries were you know what i'm saying i wasn't going to go too far to the right too far to the left cuz i just wasn't with this craziness like some of these other full blown liberal looney tunes were with and so, and obviously, the older I got, you know, I'm at the ripe old age of 40, you know, then I became a father. I bought property and had to pay property taxes and got to figure out how to take care of a, you know, wife and kids. I, you know, I, I become, you become more conservative in thought if you actually have any damn common sense and you plan on raising your kids. Let me show y'all something. Let me show y'all this. Hold on. This is, this is the crap. This this crap right here gives me a headache. Let me show y'all this. Let me know if y'all can hear this. Somebody type a one in the chat if you can hear this. Let me see if I can hear it on my own phone. Chat if you can hear this. I don't think I can hear it. Do y'all hear it? Okay, y'all can't hear it. Try to check this out, man. This, this, this does. This does. This, this just drives me crazy. This, I want y'all to check this out. This just, oh god. All right, give me a second. So here we go. Oh, my bad. My phone is still playing. Right, here we go. Check this out, y'all. Good morning. Today we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. You're a little shy. Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. Okay. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. May you be well, safe, and whole. We honor you exactly as you are. Y'all. 
y'all, this kid, this kid cannot be any older than my youngest son. My youngest son is about five years old. This kid got to be about four, maybe five. This is a boy, ladies and gentlemen. This mother is allowing her male son to identify as a girl. Listen, I have a five-year-old son, right? You know what my five-year-old son, his biggest concerns about in life is right now? All my five-year-old cares about is getting either my phone or my wife's phone or laptop so we can go watch YouTube videos, so we can go watch Monster Trucks or Thomas or play with his race cars, ride his bike, you know, jump up and down, acting like he's a, a little wrestler or something, like annoying me half to death. My son doesn't know anything about sexuality at five years old. Nothing. And he's not going to know anything. He's not supposed to know anything. He doesn't know anything. How is it that how is it that this five-year-old child who's identifying, the mother is saying identifies as a girl, how does this child know this? This isn't something that random five-year-olds just come up with on their own, y'all. Let's all rewind the clock back when we were kids, y'all. We were all five years old at one point in kindergarten, preschool, whatever. Do any of y'all recall having conversations about how you identify as a child? Do any of y'all? <laughs> how does this child know this, man? This stuff is being put into this kid's head because this mother wants this kid to be a girl. I'm assuming, I don't know who this, this kid is right here. I'm assuming that might be her other son. I'm under the impression, let's just assume that this is her other child. I'm under the assumption that she's probably one of the mothers that always wanted a daughter and ended up having boys. Like me and my wife, we got our, our oldest son is 14. Our youngest son is five. We got an eight-year age difference between the two, right? It is what it is. That's just the way it worked out for us. Initially, we wanted a girl. We thought, hey, let's let's try for a girl. You know, we already got a son. Let's, let's get a girl out the deal. But, you know, <laughs> ain't like you can control that crap. Like, like I could just, all right, I'm going to go program it up. We're going to have a daughter. No, we, we came out. A man's came out a little rowdy little baby, a little baby boy. And guess what? We ain't regretted it since. My wife ain't around here boohooing and complaining because she's the only girl that lives in this house. She ain't sitting here trying to transform my five-year-old into no girl because she feels like she should have had a girl. But my wife, she ain't got no reason to complain because my wife, she has a twin sister. My wife's twin sister has two daughters. So my sister-in-law, they ain't around there wishing they had a boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is insane. How does this child even know this? This child only knows is because this mother has been putting this foolishness into this kid's head because I'm under the belief that the mother actually wanted a daughter. 
That I mean, that's the only way this makes sense. I don't know if any five-year-old, not like I know a bunch of them, but I'm just saying, I don't come across, I don't know of any five-year-old that I've ever met through their parents, obviously. I'm not out there reading, meeting random five-year-olds. Just want to clear that up. But I don't know of any five-year-old that's out there talking about identifies this. How do you know what to identify as? How do you even know what the meaning of this even means at five years old? How do you know? You only know this because somebody, you think this kid is sitting around here watching YouTube videos about, about how to identify his, uh, uh, whether or not to use male or female pronouns. You honestly think this kid is sitting around watching this crap. No, this kid is probably sitting around watching YouTubes of, of, of little you kids on YouTube opening up toys like my son does. What's that? What's that one YouTuber? That one kid, Ryan, y'all, if you got kids, you know who I'm talking about. There's a YouTuber from, I think it's from like Korea or something like that. Ryan Toys. The reason I'm, yeah, this kid right here, Ryan's World. This kid right here, this kid made like $20 million in one year off of YouTube, y'all, like two years ago. Ain't nobody finna chill nothing, Monica. Because look, here's the thing. I'm glad you're in here, Monica. Monica Vids is 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 of this category that this kid is, right? Monica Vids is is a trans. And look, trans are welcome in here. I ain't got no issues. But let's just keep it a buck, Monica. Let's just keep it a buck, Monica. You're a trans women's, right? You're going to honestly be honest, be honest, Monica. When you were 5 years old, were you sitting around here identifying as a female? Monica Vids be honest. When you were five years old, Monica Vids, were you sitting around here telling your mother and father you want to be a girl? Did you do that? Be honest. Be honest. You says no, but I knew who. How do you know that at five years old? How do you even have a comprehension of what it means to be a male and a female? At five years old, as it directly relates to your sexuality and how you want to identify and all this other crap. Like, come on, man. Don't, don't listen. You're welcome here, but it this does this listen. You, you can't just nah, this doesn't even make I have a five-year-old son. This kid looks no older than five years old. How in the world does this kid even know this crap? I was five years old in 1985. I wasn't even thinking about none of this crap. My biggest concern in life was, was I don't even remember what was going on back then, but I guarantee you it was riding bikes and, and throwing rocks at people and, you know, wrestling and, and doing whatever the heck five-year-olds do. You, you can't know this stuff, man, at five years old. Why would you even do that to a child at five years old? You know how you know how children flip flop their minds about hey, what if this kid wants to be a freaking ninja turtle? You gonna you gonna you gonna do you gonna go around and give him a half shell, paint him green, and give him some nunchucks, and call him Michelangelo? Like this is crazy.
This is crazy. At five? At five? Let's watch it again in case some of y'all missed it. And you know what's crazy? There's this chick that I'm friends with on Facebook. White chick, obviously. Because I don't, I don't really see too many black people doing this. But there's a white chick that I know. Well, we, we know each other through Facebook mostly. She told me she got a transgender son. I asked her, how old is your son? He's eight years old. I'm like, oh, I think she said she was like nine. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, how, what, what are we doing at nine years old, y'all? Like, what are we doing? This is crazy. I mean, look, I'm all, listen. This is a five-year-old, y'all. Identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Look, I don't know how old the kid is, but the kid looks no older than five. You can tell by the little fat cheeks, this kid can't be older than five years old. Queer or questioning intersex, pansexual. Why are we bringing a child that young up here to talk about how they identify sexes? I mean, listen, Monica Vid, you're in here. LGBTQ, IA plus, whatever initials y'all have. I mean, can we be honest? All that is is just a way of saying this is how I sexually identify for the most part, especially the major LGBTQ letters, the, the major letters, all that other stuff after that. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> it's like 20 categories in there. But this is just a way of broadcasting to the world. I like men. I like women. I like both. I like this. I like that. Like, Who gives a damn? Who cares? Asexual or any category that I've left out. What Claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Why does a child have to identify as this at five years old, y'all? Why? Why does a kid need to let the world know that they believe themselves to be gay at five years old? When I was five, I didn't run around here advertising to the world. I like girls. Matter of fact, I probably couldn't stand girls when I was five years old. I thought they were all icky. You know, as it's supposed to be. I wasn't running around here. I'm straight. I'm heterosexual at five years old. I wasn't doing that. I'm not doing that with my kid. Me and my son, my five-year-old wing sitting around here having conversations about sexuality. Our conversations go, these are the conversations I have with my five-year-old. Eat your food. Eat your vegetables. Stop jumping on my crap. Stop breaking my stuff. Stop throwing stuff. Go to bed. Come over here. Stop this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? When I'm, I'm over here doing my daddy thing. Nobody's sitting around here having, I'm not having conversations about my kid, man. Do you like girl? I ain't even asking my son, my five-year-old. I just started having these conversations with my 14-year-old because he's in high school now. So now I got to have a talk with him, the birds and the bees conversation because I lost my virginity in the 10th grade. So if, if he turns out to be anything more like me than he already is, that's coming around the corner with him. So I got to go have the whole birds and bees conversation with my 14-year-old son so I don't end up being a freaking grandfather in, in, in the next couple of years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not having these talks with my five-year-old. I'm not sitting around here asking my five-year-old, do you like girls or do you like boys? I don't even ask him that. He's five years old, man. The only thing I should be asking him is, 
do you like this car? Do you like this bicycle? You know, do, do you like these? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? This is crazy. This is crazy. You make, hold up. You, how we make, hold up. I wish I could highlight your comments. How we make you sick? How is, how, how is this, how is this sick? How do we make you sick? Because we, we find it problematic to sit here and deal. Listen, this kid can't be no older than five. Look at the cheeks. He got the fat cheeks. This kid can't be no older than five years old. Shout out to uh scrub 1200 for the super sticker. Appreciate that. This kid can't be no older than five years old. Why is this kid being called up there to talk about how you identify? Whether you're, you're bi, you're queer, you're, you're this, you're that. Like, I don't even understand the thought process that goes on with this crap. I don't even understand it. And now Monica all in her feels. <laughs> Why are you in here cursing? We're trying to have a civilized conversation. Why are you in here cursing? Who's bullying this kid? Who's bullying this kid? I'm trying to understand the mentality of grown people pushing this crap on the children this young. It's one thing if you got a, if you're dealing with a kid that's in. I'll even let it slide maybe at the middle school level. I'm not even comfortable with that. But the reason why I say that is because my cousin, uh, his oldest, well, his only son, his son's like a year younger than my son, right? His son. So his son's like eighth grade. And his son was telling me in his middle school, they got students that walk around as transgenders in the middle school already. And he was like, it is what it is. I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> at middle school, I'm like, I can see that happening in high school, but wow, at middle school, so fine. I'll let it even go down to as low as middle school, right? Because you know, middle school, you know, you know, you got some loose, you, you got some wild and loose kids in middle school. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of is what it is. But we're talking about elementary, preschool age kids. Well, why, why is this even a thing? What if this kid decides in the next two, three years, he wants to be a boy and do boy stuff? Because, you know, kids, they flip flop their mentality all the time. Well, I mean, what, what if that happens? What if this is just one of those phases? This is this is insane. That y'all would just co-sign this crap with children so young. I don't understand this obsessive need to even have conversations with children, especially children that young about this stuff. And then want to sit here and pretend like these kids are making this kid. You really going to tell me this little fat faced kid with the baby fat on his cheeks that can't be no older than five years old really understands the concept of his and her pronouns. or questioning intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. Can you tell 
You're a little shy. Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. <laughs> okay. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. You really think, you really believe Phoenix knows what that even means? Male and female pronouns. You really think that this child knows what that means, y'all? I well, let me go find my son. Hold on. Come here, buddy. How old are you? Hold up, talking to the microphone. How old are you? Five. Five years old? Yeah. All right. What does what does uh what what is what does a pronoun mean? What does that mean? You know what the word pronoun means? Yeah. What's pronoun mean? Pronoun. No, don't don't put your mouth on the microphone. What what does the word pronoun mean? Um, P. P. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, man. Go go close my door on your way out. My son has absolutely no clue what the heck I'm talking about, y'all. No clue. He looking like huh? He looking like what? The heck is the a pronoun uh p yeah uh p <laughs> my son has no idea what that even means y'all he probably doesn't even know what the word male and female means i started to ask him are you a boy or a girl he's gonna say boy i know he knows that but he has no idea what the heck i'm even talking about in reference to pronouns my son is five years old in kindergarten y'all Yeah, pronoun means P. He looking like, <laughs> like, why am I here, dude? Asking me, I got cartoons to go watch. You messing up my dog on cartoon flow. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. But this is part of this this liberalism crap, y'all. This is all part of this liberalism crap. Which was ties us back to this tweet by my man Hotep Jesus, where he asked the question: If if you're pro lockdown, what what are your reasons? You got people in here talking about I'm a nurse and they have the hospitals are overrun with with patients. Well, you should have been you should have picked something else as an occupation. You don't get to cry and complain about your hospital being overrun because you're a nurse. You chose to be a nurse. So suck it up, drive on, and go put some Band-Aids on some people. You chose to do that. Then this, this clown right here, I'm pro-lockdown because my financial comfort is more important than another person's life. All right, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how true that holds up. If, if you're on the verge of being evicted or losing your house, we'll see how true that holds up. <laughs> 
250,000 out of 12 million comes out to be about 2% chance of you going to the upper room. They always want to leave out the other half of the equation. And then here's this one comparing Trump to Hitler. Like I said before, have any of y'all seen any concentration camps in the last four years? Any of y'all been marched to a concentration camp? Any of y'all had to walk around with the star David on your arm? Any of y'all had to get mandatory tattoos of, of, of serial numbers or whatever put on your arm? Any of y'all, any of y'all been doing that? Any of y'all, any of y'all seen any ovens outside of the one, you know, besides the one in your kitchen? Is any of this crap happened to y'all? Like, like, how, how does this, how does this comparison even fair? It's one thing if you don't like Trump, but come on, son, you comparing him to Hitler? In the last four years, has any white person came up to you and harassed you, called you the N word, burned a cross on your front yard? Which is which is threatening to put a noose around your neck. Some neo Nazis came through, and you know what I'm saying. Like, has any of this happened in four years since Trump been in office, y'all? Anybody? Has any cop done anything to any of y'all that wasn't warranted? Anybody? You got pulled over. Who got pulled over on a traffic stop in the last four years? And did a cop pull his gun out on you and, and threaten to shoot you and all that crazy crap? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Has Trump invaded any countries like Hitler did? Hitler invaded all his neighbors in Europe. He was just going to dominate Europe till, till the Americans came. Has Trump did that? If anything, everybody's been trying to invade us. Illegal immigrants from Mexico. <laughs> All these H-1B visas. Now we got the beer flip. Now, what are we talking about here? This is, this is insane. Liberalism is a mental disorder. Michael Savage coined that phrase. Liberalism is a mental disorder. So every time y'all hear me say that, I got it from him. He's the first person I ever heard say this. I used to listen to this dude on the radio. I used to work night shift when I was in the army. I used to work swing shift. So I'd be driving home at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. He'd be on the radio. And I used to listen to him. He'd always say liberalism is a mental disorder. And he's right. It really is. At first, I didn't really understand it to the degree but now it's like becoming he, this dude was a this dude was well beyond well ahead of his time when he was saying this when i was listening to him like like i don't know like 10 15 years ago on the radio when i was actively listening to him i should say this crap is a mental disease y'all but this is who y'all voted for y'all y'all voted for people who are in favor cuz i like this tweet right here Shout out to this dude. He says, the people who were saying one dude was a fascist dictator are the same people who are begging for fascism and dictator dictatorial rule. That's exactly right. Trump hasn't displayed any type of dictator crap since he's been in office. The, the Democrats are the ones mandate. Listen, you got Governor Cuomo 
sending out the you the 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 national guard to enforce social distancing using the military to enforce law on its own citizens that's a trait of a dictator right there y'all go to any country that has a that has some type of dictator rulership north korea you you get out of line first thing they do is put the military on you Go to the, I want to say some other countries in Southeast Asia, like the Philippines or Taiwan or something. You mess around and say the wrong things. The first thing they do is put the military on you. Governor Cuomo is doing that now. Breaking out the National Guard to enforce you to social distance at the airports. And then he's demanding uh, the mayor of New York City, de Blasio, get the police department to do the same thing. How is that not a form of dictatorship? That, that it's right there in your face. Then you got the governor of Oregon, the Democratic governor of Oregon, Kate Brown. She just signed into a law saying that if you're if you're not out there with your mask on, or you're in, are you out there gathering in groups of six or more, you can get arrested and face up to a 30 days in jail with a twelve hundred dollar fine. How is that not traits of a of a of a fascist dictator? What did Trump do that's even remotely close to that? I mean, we, we I'm trying to be objective and honest here. This ain't because uh, 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 I'm, a, I'm a Trumper. You know what I'm saying? I, got, I don't even own any MAGA attire. I'm just trying to apply common sense. You hear people saying this crap. He's a dictator comparing him to Hitler. Show me exactly what he has done that is dictator-like or Hitler-like. I mean, there has to be something that you can actually prove. Because for four years, I ain't seen nobody from the military or police coming to bang you upside the head and, and force you to do something. I haven't seen him make any calls for that. He's threatened. He threatened to send the National Guard into Chicago to get the crime under control, which he should have did it, but he never did it. Because legally, I don't think he could do it because the National Guard is controlled by the governor unless... The president activates them to active duty status or something. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but you know what I'm saying? Like, show me, show me all this crap before people just start lobbing out these, these, these wild accusations. It's like, good God, but your man's here is right. The, you had one dude you thought for four years was actually on this crap, but you just voted in a bunch of Democrats who are actually about this crap. And you're going to just roll with it. You want to pay more in taxes. I've actually had people tell me recently they are happy to pay more in taxes. They're in favor of it. I'm talking about people who are on the verge of, you know, who own businesses. I'm just like, do you, why do you own a business then? Like I already explained the whole business thing last night or whatever I was last live streaming. Like, you, like this doesn't even make sense to me, y'all. This doesn't even make sense to me. The dog walk. Listen, you got to give pasty liberals credit where credit is due. Pasty liberals have managed the art of dog walking black people for like 50 years now. They got this thing down to a science, y'all. A science. This thing needs to be studied at all major universities on how to just dog walk human beings. They need to be a course on dog walking human beings. Pasty liberals 
mastered this crap. They are masters of it. They are masters of it. To convince you, especially if you're black, to convince you to support a bunch of things that aren't really in your best interest. Like you already, listen, you're not, listen, I went to Tuskegee University, right? What What is Tuskegee University famous for? It's famous for quite a few things. You know, Ricky Smiley went to college there. The I, uh, not the Isaac, but the, uh, uh, the Commodores went to college there. Lionel Richard, he's, his mama used to have a house directly across the street from the front gate. Started by Booker T. Washington. Rosa Parks was born on campus there. George Washington Carver did his peanut thing out there. He got a museum named after him out there. All kind of stuff, right? But what is one of the most famous things Tuskegee University is known for? as it relates directly to black folks who don't know anything about Tuskegee. What's one of the most up there? It is somebody just said it. The secret just said it. The experiment, the Tuskegee experiments, right? What's the Tuskegee experiments? So a lot of people are led to believe, and listen, there, there's, there's some strong arguments both ways. I don't know what to believe anymore. The original story is they were out there giving black people syphilis and just letting them be untreated to see how this thing would affect the human body. Then I was told these people actually already had syphilis and the doctors were just giving them placebos, which is basically, you know, like a pill or a shot that doesn't do anything to the body. Just, you know, basically tricking these people into thinking that they were getting medication to treat the syphilis. I don't know exactly what the true story is anymore because I've seen strong evidence that goes both ways. I don't know. But what I do know is when I was at school there, I went there from 1998 to 2002. There were a bunch of locals we used to see all the time. And you can tell that they were a part of that experiment back in the day or they descended from somebody who had, who had that crap done to them. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, a, it was blatantly obvious. Blatantly obvious. But the reason I'm bringing this up is, is experiments was probably the the linchpin that started off that kicked off black people's distrust of medicine. The Tuskegee experiments that really sent shockwaves through the community back in the day. To where black people, every time you hear a black person talk about they don't trust doctors, don't go to no hospital, blah, 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 blah. That stems from the Tuskegee experiments and what happened down in Tuskegee, Alabama. That's where that all comes from, right? So now black folks have this long documented history for like at least the last 50 years. I think the Tuskegee experiments happened like the, I want to say the late 60s, early 70s or something like that. Or maybe I, I I don't know exactly when it was. Like matter of fact, let me look it up right now. Let me get the time period right now. Hold on. Oh Jesus, this goes back all the way to the 30s. Oh man, so this is a 40 year experiment. I didn't even realize that, and I went to school out there. So this thing was from 40 years 
I did not know it was this long. Jesus. I went to college out there, and I didn't even know the thing was 40 years long. Or maybe I did, and I just never paid attention. But basically, it was all about untreated syphilis. Now, like I said, the story was they gave it to them, and then the story was they already had it, and then they were pretending to treat them. I don't know exactly what the real story is anymore. But this thing was 40 years. But this is what actually kicked off black people's distrust of doctors and medicine. And that distrust is still prevalent to this day. Heavy. So you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me black folks in America got this long, justifiable disdain of doctors like hey it is what it is if you if you don't trust medicine and doctors because it is it is totally understandable right but you're gonna vote in two politicians that are more than likely gonna mandate vaccines like how, like make that even make sense make that make sense to me all black people every 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 black person that you know even younger ones all proclaim that they don't trust doctors. I've even heard Tariq Nasheed talking about how they killing people at the hospitals. And I mean, you got black folks out there right now talking about don't go to the hospitals. They're going to give you the COVID. You got Negroes saying that right now. Right. But you volunteered. You went down there and voted for and supported two candidates that are more than likely in favor of making you get mandatory vaccines? How, how does that even make sense? How does that make sense? One side of your mouth, you're talking about you don't trust doctors. The other side of your mouth, you're voting for people who's more than likely going to force you to get a vaccine. <laughs> I don't even understand this. The logic is just all over the place, right? It's all over the place. Liberalism is a mental disorder. It's all over the place. But we're here. Like I said, y'all go tell Angry Man to stop crying in his videos. Angry Man has been sitting in his car for the past three days, boohooing and crying, hoping that Trump just drops the smoking gun. No, angry man, he's not. I've already come to terms with it about a week or two ago. Angry man, you need to come to terms with this crap. Y'all go tell angry man to stop crying. The smoking gun is not coming. Trump has basically conceded the election. Like he already showed the tweet earlier. He's pretty much conceded it. So tell angry man to stop crying. That joke is sitting in his videos. Super angry. <laughs> Like, 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 chill out, dude. Super angry. I don't even believe he's a true conservative, if you want my opinion, but whatever. But, um, but you know, this is where we at with it, though. Y'all tell him to stop crying. The liberals have won this election. I mean, I ain't super chatting him nothing. The liberals have won this election. It is what it is. It's time to move on now. But as we move on, we have to we, we have to accept was was was, you know, more than likely going to come because they want to get this thing under control. They want to lock us down. 
And look, I already went through some of the reasons. You see the reasons these nutcases have. These nutcases are in favor of being locked. They are in favor of a nanny state, y'all. They are in favor of somebody telling them what to do and how to do it. They are in favor of this crap. I mean, like what? They are in favor of people just telling them how to live their lives, B. And then you got some of these people who are like, man, they need to get them stimulus checks. Like, bruh, Nancy Pelosi is the reason why you didn't get the second stimulus check. Trump actually wanted to give it to you. Nancy Pelosi was the one who didn't want to pass it because she was using it as a as a as a as a tool to try to win the win the election. So you out here for the past couple months boohooing and crying because you can't pay your bills, blaming it on Trump when Trump was the one who was out there saying pass the stimulus, Nancy. Nancy was the one who didn't want to freaking pass the stimulus. She's a liberal, in case you didn't know that. But you are supporting people who, who just want to wreak havoc and, and control every, every aspect about your life to the point where now they're going to send you on time out. As if you hiding in your house all day is just gonna prevent this 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 virus from just going away. And then they all of a sudden they're gonna come out with this this vaccine and they're gonna mandate you get this vaccine. And if you don't get the vaccine, there probably gonna be some consequences that come along with it. Meaning you might get locked out of certain things. Can't go to school, can't do this, can't do that. You know, we're gonna be on some crazy crap like that. And for what? over something that has a 2% chance of taking you out, but a 98% chance of you surviving. I can see if this thing was 50-50. If this thing was 15%, I listen, if this thing was 10%, if there was a 10% chance of taking you up out of here, I'd be like, right, you know what? We might have to consider this. There is a 10% chance. We're talking about a 2% chance, y'all. But that's 250,000 Americans out of 12 million. But we can't ignore the flaws with the numbers. How many of those people actually died because of, of the beer flu? Remember George Floyd? He had the beer flu. I wonder if they counted George Floyd as a beer flu. He, he, had, he tested positive for the beer flu, too. Did he, did he, did he get counted as a beer flu fatality? Because, you know, at one point, that was, a, that was a major story. You had people out there counting. You get hit by a car, and if they test your body and find out you had uh, beer flu, they was going to count you as a CV, uh, a beer flu victim, even though half your body's hanging out of a damn windshield. That was the type of stuff they was on. And the CDC even said something to that effect, like, yo, these numbers is all over the place. Fine, we'll roll with the 250,000. But remember, that's 250,000 out of 12 million. And nobody's saying, oh, 250. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, 250,000 is a lot of people. But it's still 2% of the overall 12 million. You have to keep it in context. Yeah, 250,000 out of 330 million, the total population. But out of the total population, they say 12 million people have tested positive. 250,000 of them have went to the upper room. That's still a 2%. That means 98% of them people survive. 
They're still breathing. Like I say, just line up 100 people. Two of them fall over. You got 98 people still standing. You got people who want to voluntarily get shut down, risk losing their job, risk their money slowing down, also that they can save other people's lives for something that has a 2% chance of taking you up out of here, man. <laughs> like men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. But nobody wants to nobody wants to put it in its proper context, man. You know why? Because 250,000 looks like a bigger number than 12 million. You're like, how, how's that so? Easy. The number 250 looks is bigger, it looks bigger than the number 12. Just off the just off. I mean, just look at it. You you see the number 250,000, and then you see 12 million. Well, if you just look at the numbers 250 and the number 12, 250 looks bigger than it. Well, 250 is bigger than the number 12. That's how people are looking at this. That's how their brains are interpreting it. They're just looking strictly at the number and they see the number 250 and then they compare it against the number 12. And they're like, well, 250 is bigger than 12. That's how that's how they're processing this. That's why they keep throwing out 250,000 and not telling you, well, that's 250,000 out of 12 million, which gets you about a 2% because they have to keep finding a way to put the bigger number in front of you. To make it seem like the bigger number is actually bigger than the actual real number. That's how this works, y'all. Y'all don't see how they're doing this? That's why they keep throwing this out there. And we can prove it. Because remember, back in spring, in the springtime, they was all about, they was all about um how many people were passing away from it. Like, oh Lord, everybody's dying. Oh Lord, oh Lord. Then all of a sudden, more and more people started testing positive, and those numbers shot up. But the the death toll number didn't shoot up. So guess what? They switched to focusing on. Well, they initially okay. How how they do it? So back in the spring, it was all about. Yeah, it was all about how many people caught it and how many people were dying, right? Same metrics we're looking at now. And at one point, it was all about everybody's dying. Remember remember they did stories? New York City, they got refrigerated trucks outside of hospitals because it's just bodies all over the place, right? Meanwhile, I was like, well, where are all the homeless people at? You know what I'm saying? But whatever. Um, so they was focusing on that. But then all of a sudden, testing started getting done. More and more testing started happening, and then the numbers started skyrocketing. X amount of people tested positive, yada, yada, yada. And they slowly stopped reporting on how many people were dying because the death rate wasn't skyrocketing like the infection rate. But before that, it was all about the death rate. But when the death rate didn't skyrocket like the infection rate, they just started focusing purely on the infection rate. 2,000 caught it. 2,000 here. 2,000 there. Well, how many people passed away? And this is at the time when we were still below 100,000. So now that we've crossed the 100,000 threshold, and now we're at the quarter million threshold, 250,000, now the number 250 looks bigger than the number. Listen, 
I'm going to prove it to you. Let me show you what I'm talking about in case y'all don't understand. This is a marketing tactic, y'all. Advertisers do this. They're like, what do you mean? When you go to a doggone grocery store and you see something that says 99 cent, that 99 cent be like really big. They do that on purpose. So you're like, what are you talking about? All right, look, right here. 12.4 million, 257,000. We've done the math about a thousand times. It's going to come out to be about 2%. You divide, you take this number and divide it, uh, 257,000 divided by 12.4 million. Why is everybody focusing on this number? Why? Because the number 257 is bigger than the number 12.4. That's why. Delete the M. Just get rid of the letter M. Get rid of the letter K. 257 is a bigger number than 12.4, y'all. That's why they're now switching back to talking about this. It's because this number is bigger than this number. Just delete the million, delete the thousands. Just focus purely on the 257 number. It looks bigger than 12.4, man. That's why they're only focusing on this and they keep throwing this number around. Because if you were to talk about it in its totality, 257,000 out of 12.4 million, and then you do the math and it comes out to be 2%, well, then you're like, well, damn, it's only 2%. This only equals 2% of this, which means there's 98% chance you can survive. But you got to remember how to brain, how human beings work. Most human beings can't do math. They suck at it. <laughs> so you throw, you just throw these numbers in front of people's faces. They're going to disregard the letter M and the letter K. And they're just going to focus on the actual numbers. The number 257 is a bigger number than 12.4, y'all. So now they're throwing this around. But before we crossed 100,000, they was only talking about the infection rate because the infection rate, that number was way bigger than this number over here. Now, if this thing becomes, let's just say this jumps up to, uh, I don't know, 300 million. And then this, this, this is a uh, 200 and let's just say this becomes 300,000. And then this becomes 300 million. They're going to talk. They're going to switch from talking about this to the infection rate. Why? Because the number 300 would be bigger than 257. Do y'all not understand how this works? They do this all the time in marketing and advertising, y'all. If you ever wonder why they make certain numbers big or they focus on certain numbers or certain restaurants have certain colors, this is all psychology because they know your brain, even though you're smart enough to understand that 257,000 is a smaller number than 12.4 million. Still, you, the, you still see the number 257 
as bigger than 12.4. So deep down inside, before you start applying, before you put your thinking cap on, you're going to automatically assume that this number is just wild and outrageous, which technically it is, but it, it but at the same time, it's not as it directly relates to this number because this number is only 2% of this number when you do the math. Does that make any sense? Anybody, anybody lost or confused out there? This is this how this how advertisers this this how they this how they get you with numbers, man. <laughs> this is why people are going to keep throwing this around until this number, until these three numbers become larger than these three numbers, then they'll switch back to talking about the infection rate because that's what they did earlier this year. Hope that makes sense. So that's how we get to. Looney Tune leftists. Liberalism is a mental disease, mental disorder. And black folks, y'all just continually allow yourselves to get dog walked out here off your pure emotions. You don't want to just sit down and think for two seconds. Just, just apply common sense. We was kings and queens. Remember that? You know how smart you had to be to be a king and queen in ancient Egypt to build a dog on pyramid? that's been around for like 5,000 years, you had to be super smart to make that happen. Them ancient Egyptians were super smart. What happened between them and now? What happened? I don't want to hear no black person who voted for a liberal talking about you as a king and queen. You ain't as smart as, you ain't as smart as King Tut, Nefertiti, Ramses, and all them. You ain't, you ain't smart like that. You are not smart like that. If you can't sit down here and figure out how to just look at something objectively instead of just running off of pure fields and comparing people to Hitler and, 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 and all this crazy stuff in favor of lockdowns that affect you probably more than anybody else. Lockdowns means you can't go to work. Do all y'all got jobs that where you can work from home? Most of y'all probably don't. I got one I can work from home. My wife got one. She's been working from home for like damn it, whole year. How many black people do y'all know that got a job where they can work from home? If you work at a fast food joint, you can't work from home. Ain't nobody coming to your house to get a dog on Popeye's chicken sandwich. What are we talking about here? <laughs> What are we talking about? You ain't got to be a Trump fan. All I'm saying is just apply common sense and reasoning. Just, just think things through before you end up going down the, the BLM path. Remember this? I showed y'all this last night or the other night or whatever night it was I, I was last live streaming. This, this is what I'm talking about not by not applying your brains. BLM founder Patrice Cullors penned this letter to Joe Biden, right? November 7th. She penned this letter and in this letter, uh-oh, where'd it go? Well, in this letter, 
she said, I can't highlight it. Y'all see where my mouse is? She said, we want something for our vote. Wait a second. You mean to tell me you went out there and voted for a dude, convinced hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people to vote for, other black people to vote for Biden and Harris. And you didn't you didn't tell you didn't tell Biden Harris what you wanted before you voted for him. I mean, you just admitted it in your own letter. Says without the resounding support of black people, we will be saddled with a very different electoral outcome. In short, black people won this election alongside black led organizations around the nation. BLM invested heavily in this election. Vote and organize became our motto and our electoral justice efforts reached more than 60 million voters. We want something for our vote. So you went out there, rounded up 60 million people or whatever to go vote for a dude, but you didn't demand that this dude bring something to the table in exchange for your vote first. You are literally in here asking this person to do something for you after you've already given him his reward. His reward was, Biden and Kamala's reward was getting votes to win the election. They have appeared to have done that. And now you're demanding that they do something after you gave them exactly what they needed to win the election. They don't have to do anything for you. You've already delivered for them. What makes you think they have to come back and deliver for you now? Because all these other groups... They probably went there with an agenda. The LGBT squad, guarantee they went there with an agenda. The uh, Hispanics, guarantee it. AOC out there like, yo, we need some driver's licenses. We need to legalize all these, these uh, all my cousins that are coming across the border. Kamala Harris, all her, all her extended family in India finna come across, come, come to this country on these H-1B visas. And become citizens working in tech. They already they already put their bid in for what they wanted. You mean to tell me, black folks, you went there and just gave your vote? And you know what's crazy? I don't understand this. You know, people were getting mad at Yvette Carnell for saying you need to, we need to get something for our vote. You know, she was all about Democrat down ballot, meaning. She was on some shit. Yvette Carnell was on some crap like, don't vote for the top of the ticket. Just vote down ballot until the top of the ticket says what they're going to do for us. And people were calling her crazy. But how crazy is it? Then people calling Ice Cube a coon and all this because Ice Cube was like, yo, you want my vote? You need to do something for me. Like, that is literally what politics is about. I don't understand how this has been gone over Negroes' heads. Politics is an exchange. You want my vote? Well, you have to promise you're going to do something for me. If not, then I'm not giving you my vote. But this person is bragging about how she convinced 60 million people to vote for this dude and didn't even ask what was he going to do in exchange for that vote. All because orange man bad. We got to get this person out of office. This is insane. Liberalism is a mental disorder, y'all. I don't know how many more times I can say it. It is a mental disorder. Mental disorder. 
I'm about to go. Shout out to whoever put some money in here. I don't know. If, I don't know if I missed it or not. I want to support the channel, Light Skin Hero. It's the Cash App. PayPal link is in the description. I'm about to bounce. I got a headache. So uh, y'all be easy out there, man. Uh, we'll do this again whenever. All right, peace.